Welcome back to Runeterra Randomness, the extensively encyclopedic, firmly formatted, purposeful podcast with awful alliteration. I'm your host, Nikita, and with me is my co-host, Flash. How's it going, Flash? It's going quite well. Uh, I just want to ask you, is that intro, does it change every week? Because I'm trying to keep up. Uh, is there it, slight word changes? I think I, in the very first, uh, the first time I did it, I had perfect pod- podcast instead of and purposeful thought, podcast. That was too braggadocious. I think it was. I think purposeful <laughs> is more like funny if it's if if we're being if we're kind of poking fun at ourselves there. Purposeful podcast. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> no podcast really. I mean, some podcasts have a purpose. I don't know. But yeah, I, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It is what it is. It's great. That's what it is. All right. Well, for those joining us for the first time in this show, we cover all random things relating to Legends of Runeterra or any other card game that we happen to be playing at the time. Uh, I've been following the game for quite some time and Flash is getting into it now semi-recently. So it's it's actually been some time since you've started playing. So any uh, any new wisdoms, any new how, how much have you been playing, actually? I've been playing more. It's well, I played for the first time without streaming it, which is always a good sign. OK, yeah, that is a good sign. Yeah, the game was worth playing outside of me using streaming as a justification to play the game mm-hmm. uh so with that i'm kind of like no i like i'm not, i think i'm getting it like i'm really starting to get it and i'm really starting to enjoy it and i didn't didn't at the beginning um and i i don't know if you want to talk about this now or later but i'm slowly starting to get to the point where i'm like i should probably look up some meta decks because they're starting to like you're starting to see people just pretty much use these decks. You know what I mean? Against okay, it. well, let's actually, yeah, let's get it. So how is your, uh, what what rank have you gotten up to now? I finally hit bronze four. Bronze uh, four, very nice. Very respectable. So, so now I actually have to win games. I can't just. <laughs> yeah, ap- apparently yeah. from what I see, like discussion online, people say that like, yeah, bronze and silver is when you stop seeing uh, altered starter decks and just start seeing just like the tier one lists that everybody copies. So I, I yeah. I'm curious. Do you know how many people play the game currently? Uh, no clue. I don't think Riot. I mean, Riot usually keeps those numbers to themselves and then they like report on them if they're, I, I guess, like really crazy or positive. But I don't think we actually have hard stats on it. I think a good amount, though. I think it's actually a really good amount. Well, because I'm curious, like the difference between 50,000 people and like a million people is like 50,000 is like what ends up happening is because people filter into the lower ranks mm-hmm. and know the meta decks and they use them at the lower ranks uh, as opposed to when you get kind of that um you know a million people so you actually have a chance in the lower ranks to not have meta decks all the time you know fifty thousand is still i mean fifty thousand is pretty good right isn't 50 when artifact launched i remember everybody 60, was sixty uh, thousand for artifact but yeah and people were like that's pretty good so that's uh, that's sort of my barometer now i think though with riot games with the ip like a hundred thousand yeah seems- seems base level to me for them to consider it a success but that, that's just me kind of guessing to the wind i so. I, co- I completely agree i mean that I and mean, we, we've been talking about this all the time but yeah the fact that it is the league of legends ip and the league of legends like now card game yeah i bet a lot i bet a lot more people are playing it they're getting some good advertising out of that uh so how's your how's your collection looking how do you have you have you run into the like running out I, I don't know have you been crafting cards at all or what have you been doing for decks I have not crafted any cards. I've just been Ooh. like leveling thing up to level four, like you said last time. Okay, because uh, that was the most efficient way to to get all the different regions, and then then you can do whatever after. I believe it um, is. My my the way I do it is I look at what the missions are, and then I craft a deck literally from it, uh, from whatever I need to like accomplish the mission, like oh, sorry the quest, like the random quests to get mm-hmm. to get those bonus bonus. Uh, you know imaginary computer points yes yes, yes. um so so essentially my whole plan is to (laughs) is yeah every time every every time i play the game i have a new deck that i make from the champions i have and the cards i have uh so it i mean it's fun because i it it actually gets me familiar with all the cards because every time i make one of these decks uh, i need to use all these the new cards again and stuff so Uh, but no i have not crafted any cards per se um nor nor do i think is that's a bad thing because it's not like i've been pretty 50 50 overall so i don't i don't know if it's necessarily like i don't need the meta decks yet but i am i mean i am slowly starting to get to that point okay okay uh so what uh what is that the main thing from like the from i guess last week when we recorded is that the main thing that's changed as you started to notice a sort of i guess a trend with decks that you've been facing or or yeah yeah screw timo that's <laughs> screw timo oh so you were facing a lot of timo decks 
A lot of Teemo decks, and I don't even know if they're meta decks. You, you'll probably tell me later on this show, but uh, it's... All right, so let, let's dive into the concept, right? The concept sure. of a team, these Teemo decks is essentially that there's a clock on the game, right? Uh, as soon as they start getting all those mushrooms into your deck, they do damage to your life points as you draw cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I don't mind this design in a card game, but usually when you're kind of pressed for time, uh, drawing more cards is usually the solution. True. Um, I think and I usually you'll hand. find stuff to kind of survive as you draw through those cards. Uh, but with these Teemo decks, essentially it makes that every time you draw a card, you're you're possibly losing the game or getting further and further behind. Um, and so it's like, well, I mean, obviously, if 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 I were to try to make a deck to counter Teemo, like I just have a lot of life steal, I guess. But but the point is that I because none of my decks, I mean, it, it's still a wide variety of what I face on, on the on from the games I've played. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's kind of hard for me to be like, all right, let's make a deck literally just to like stay alive forever. Although I guess, I guess that could be a concept I could do one day. Um, but yeah, no, essentially Timo, it's just like, Oh, I, I guess a 10 damage is happening to me like right mm. now. You know what I mean? You've got, you've and gotten I, a 10 damage card. I don't think I've ever actually gotten that high. Oh yeah. I pretty much, it will end up being one game. Like I drew like seven cards and nothing. And then one thing was like, you know, yeah. they all like landed on one card um so it's it's not fun when you can't beat it and you're like you're like oh i'm so ahead on the board but literally yeah. it's just taking time on they're just trying to survive so it's just the, like ho- the hopelessness it's it's this game's version of uh of i guess mill because it interacts with it like forces you but i wants much you to draw prefer cards. mill because you can interact you know what they're trying to do you're trying to get to the end of the game you know what i mean that's true um, there's no there's no cards yet in this game that are like each player draws to like a cold light oracle or something uh or the magic equivalent to that but that, that could be in a future set potentially I kind of want to ask, what hap- do you know what happens when the decks get to zero? I believe, I actually don't know. I I have I have a f- I think you lose. I think if a person decks out, they lose. Alter I, or the game ends in a draw. I know if the game reaches to round, I think 40, 30 or forty, then the game ends in a draw, regardless oh, okay. of who's at what life. But I don't. Well, I, I, I think so. Going back to our discussion in previous weeks about. A kind of game like i actually think i've changed my mind i think the game like is great yeah um, okay all right and, and this is mostly because as i've played more and gotten more cards there's more stuff i could do so um before mm-hmm. i kind of felt like it was like oh i'm behind on board so i'm just I'm gonna lose the game like yeah that, that was what the first couple games felt like um but now i'm kind, now i'm at a point where I can safely play and and like i feel like there's a lot of decisions to be made even before 10 mana um and so that kind of I, I i've changed my mind i think the short length or the length is, is pretty good and yeah like you'll probably get through what 20 cards in your deck like that that seems a reasonable yeah yeah like if the game yeah. if the game goes past 20 cards i think it's been a pretty crazy game you know <laughs> that's true yeah i don't even know if i've ever gone past 20 cards. yeah i feel like well, that, I mean, that would be what that would be uh 10 mana right so yeah that's true well, have you have a like, lot of your games been going to 10 mana or no, wait, no, it it wouldn't. Wait, because right? you draw, you draw. I think, no, you'd have to, you'd have to get to twenty man. No, 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 no I'm, I'm crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not most of my games don't go, and I've also noticed that a lot of people will surrender now before ten mana. That's fair. Like, yeah. I mean, in this like, game, it's it's usually pretty clear when it's like, <laughs> okay, the momentum is lost, and then you know you look at your hand. It's not. Uh, I mean, there are answers. I mean, obviously every. But, but yeah, I, I I do agree. Yeah, Surre- it's surrender. It's pretty easy to surrender in this game. It's not like there's there's potential. There's like so much potential to bounce back. Usually, if you're behind, you're behind. But I actually think that's good because that no, means whoever, in theory, whoever's played smarter or made the the right decisions throughout those ten moves, it's not just counteracted by one dis or one card being picked up. You know, turn turn 10 shall we say mm-hmm. you know so so just uh, to confirm you've actually in the ranks that you've been playing you have been seeing a lot of teemo decks correct teemo i i've i've yeah i've seen the most decks i've seen is teemo interesting any uh, other any I, other trends um i'm seeing uh this the oh well i i recently got this card so I'm, I'm using it a little bit too with my decks but it's like the undead card that whenever or sorry the epi the was that the word epiphermal ephemeral ephemeral yes um ephemeral so there's there's a card where um 
after it dies, whenever in the future you use an ephemeral card to attack, uh, this card comes back and attacks as well. Yeah, the the shark. That's the right. shark. So yeah. I've seen a lot of decks where like all of a sudden you have like four sharks or whatever, three sharks or whatever, um, and it's just it's just like it's such an interesting concept because to me it's like. It's almost like a zoo type deck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where there's just like waves of smaller minions, but it's done efficiently because you don't have to waste mana every turn because you kind of build it up over time, like with this like und- such as you're creating an undead army, which which conceptually is really cool. But yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that card and a couple of others uh, have been. Uh, getting people to ask for a graveyard in the game or something to basically uh, some sort of representation of what units have died because there is actually a lot of stuff that interacts with stuff that's died or stuff that's removed. As long as we don't have to start looking through the graveyard, I'm okay with it. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that is, yeah, that is a classic. That is one of magic's biggest mechanics. Well, Uh, I mean, I like I I played Yu-Gi-Oh, right? And it's just like, what, what ended up happening is so, they, they conceptually they went okay like we're gonna stop playing with your hand and you're just gonna be able to play with your whole deck and you're able to like look through your whole deck and like conceptually that's kind of what the game became mm-hmm. and then they're like well 40 cards isn't enough so like <laughs> Fair you enough. know let's just let's just let you use oh sorry uh for, for the 40 cards that you have left or whatever the cards you have left wasn't enough so now you can start using the graveyard as well to like look through and choose stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um so i i read as long i don't mind graveyard interaction as long as it doesn't like it doesn't start becoming a thing where it's like too too fiddly like too too getting the game is like that that it has to be like like listen uh, i i've said this before i love Yu-Gi-Oh, but like we don't need more than one game that's Yu-Gi-Oh. like especially at this point i completely agree cycle. okay so primarily, primarily Timo decks, and then some, I guess, uh, st- like ephemeral Shadow Isles uh, type deck. Yeah, sh- Shadow uh, Shadow Isles is Elise, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Elise is like the cornerstone of everybody that's making a deck in lower ranks. It feels so okay. Um, All right, and it, it's it's not at least the versions of the deck that I play and I play against are not they're not so oppressive. You know what I mean? Okay. Usually, especially now, like I'll, I'll throw in like just utility cards that do three damage. There's a couple of them, so um, yeah, like that's right. uh, I don't know if one of your minions died, do three damage, or like yeah, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. And so, really so like certain low level champs that like could snowball, you can kind of crush early on. Usually, so it's not mm-hmm. as bad. So yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of the meta, I something uh, segment that we talked about, I think last week that we wanted to do that. Let's just do it this week is uh, basically the meta overview for uh, I, the what it is right now, end of February and beginning of March. So basically, we're just going to go through the meta, see what it is. And then next week, we'll see if it changes. Uh, probably, I mean, the meta currently hasn't changed for about three weeks, but I'm, that's, that's something discussing them. There might be a reason for that. Uh, so currently tier one, and again, all of these, uh, this meta list is going off of what Mobilitics has as the current meta, which is, I think them and swim sort of working together because there are no tournaments right now. This Yeah. Is... I like how swim is, is now the representation of a new card game. That's true. I mean, he is, he is usually on top of that. Listen. And he, ha- he has been playing a lot. I can't fault him. You know what I mean? He's got like, the results. He's got the results. He he's got the results, and he's 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 a hustler. You know, yes. like there's a new game. He's he's trying to make something. I mean, he makes a living off it. I'm sure. That's not, true. No, he, he is actually a card game consultant for uh, for companies. I believe he did that. He he has done work on <laughs> artifact. Yeah, artifact and and underlords apparently also. So I mean, he he gets around. He gets around. I I just like to before you keep going with this meta report. I just mm. like to say this is um. This is uh, where where my childlike wonder disappears. This is where uh, <laughs> the brutal. I learn, I learn about Santa Claus. Um, the adults. I, I figure out. This, yeah. Pro wrestling is scripted. You know, like all that is. Mm-hmm. All the magic and wonder, but <laughs> now that's what get, you're doing to me, Nikita. Now you get to the basically to the the peak of the game. You know, you get to break it. You get to see all of the optimizations and all of the like work uh multiple hours of work that the community as a collective has been working together i mean that's i know but i do that with every game so like now it's gonna be like listen my mind starts spinning you know like 
Uh, my hope, my hope is that every one of these meta reports, I completely forget what happens by the time I play. <laughs> I mean, you could after after this recording, you could just hit yourself in the head with a hammer or something, <laughs> or try to induce amnesia with some sort of pill or something similar. No, there'll be a point though that I'm sure I'll be like, "All right, enough of these meta decks. Let me make one." <laughs> That's true. So it's getting there. It's getting close. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, Timo, not a part of the meta. I'm just going to tell you right now. So when I when I refer to the meta, I guess I'm going to be referring to uh, these decks are primarily what the Masters tier players are playing. So at the very uh, top of the game. Uh, so I guess these probably have like the highest win percentage or what they consider to be the highest win percentage. Quick, relative quick question here. Playing. Yeah. Um, what is the Masters tier above Diamond? Yes, that is the top. It's like, when it, it gets into basically everybody has like an actual number associated with their rank. See, my, my biggest fear is that in some ways, like if I were to choose one of these meta decks, mm-hmm. like even if I played terribly, I would just like rank up, you know? That's and true. Then, well, you know, <laughs> the thing that's interesting and the, the reason I brought up the fact that these are primarily master's decks is these are, uh, and this happens, I think, with a lot of metas, is a lot of these decks are kind of built to be sort of play with each other. They're not really built to play with something, uh, I guess, completely random that somebody like homebrewed up. And I mean, that is a point of the meta is you see the meta and then you want to build a deck that counters a good uh, portion of it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I play a lot of the meta decks uh, uh, in, in my rank, which I'm currently in silver, and I don't, I'm the, the, I mean, I play the meta decks, but if somebody has like something crazy that I haven't played against, or I don't know how to play against, I mean, honestly, most of the time they, they do win. And that's, you know, that's part of the, the learning really? experience. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think it's as like, these are, I mean, these are very optimized, but it's not, I, the game, th- there's there's a game to be played. It's not just the cards are better, so I will win. I think I think it's actually pretty pretty well balanced when it comes to that. But that, that'll be something I'll kind of keep in mind going forward. Yeah, let's say, yeah, let's hope so. Uh, so first off, I think I'm just going to go through the first uh, top five. Currently, there's only two tier S decks or what they consider tier S decks, uh, and then a whole bunch of tier A. So th- I think that's a good, basically very representative of the fact that there is two decks that are sort of, I they uh, they both represent a keyword. Um, and those are like the currently the best keywords. And the rest is sort of all of the other uh, good decks, but not, you know, not the best, not the highest uh, win percentage. Um, so first up, we have uh, Kinko Elusives. This is the highest deck right now. It is a um, Iona, Ionia and Freljur deck, uh, primarily Ionia, and it is entirely revolved around the keyword Elusive. It is a very Puritan Elusive deck. It has three champions, 27 followers, and 10 spells. So it's extremely follower-centric, and almost every single follower in the deck is either an Elusive or something that buffs something in your hand that is uh, usually Elusive. Uh, so we have stuff like, I mean, Shadow Assassin, uh, the three mana, two, two, when it comes, draw one. Uh, st- uh, Green Glade Duo, the one that scales whenever uh, creatures uh, come into play. Uh, just stuff that, have you, have you, I'm actually curious, Slash, have you encountered any elusive decks? decks no, elusive no, no. I, I think, I think a lot of those cards are kind of kept, like no one has enough of, of elusive cards to just kind of do elusive decks, at least the rank I've been playing at. Interesting. Um, okay. You know, give it give it some time. I'm sure, but yeah. uh, that kind of deck, that deck really makes sense to me as something that that people would consider very good. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, like, what you need a whole bunch of challenger just just to like kind of fight it, or a deck like or run it yourself essentially. Yeah. Um, which kind of becomes the problem, or a deck that that runs faster than it, I guess. But um, no, I can see that that deck's a problem because, like, if you, especially a homebrew, you have a random homebrew, you mm-hmm. must get destroyed yeah. uh, by a deck like that. So, um, I already see it has the uh, beat terrible or beat, beat trash people deck yeah. written all over it, uh, even before how it compares to the other decks in the meta. A hundred percent. And the only champion that it has in it is Zed, uh, which is a guy, which is basically a three mana three three that. Uh, three mana, you have three, three two. Zeds? Three Zeds, yeah. Three mana, three, two Zeds. It's just a well-statted hero good for fighting in the mid-game, which is what the Ch- deck wants to do. Yeah, the champs are not as... Like, you don't need six champs, which is so interesting to me. Uh, yeah, because the followers and the spells are actually just straight-up good. I'm going to use followers from now on. I, I I use minions, but I'll use followers. Uh, yeah, follow. I mean, I'm going to... I probably, honestly, and I'm not going to know this, I'm going to alternate between, like, 
creatures, uh, followers, <laughs> and yeah, allies or what monsters. <laughs> monsters, yeah. Summon monsters, no. men. Uh, in terms of tech, it has uh, Elixir of Iron, which gives uh, uh, an ally plus zero, plus two this round. That's just to get around any sort of removal, because a lot of these are start at one toughness. Um, standard Ionian uh, package has a deny, has twin disciples, has will of Ionia just to get rid of any sort of big threats and mostly not really get rid of, but uh, sort of slow down just so you can send in your unblockable heroes because you don't really care if the opponent has, you know, a bunch of nine nines. If you're getting in with 20 damage with a bunch of unblockable guys, they're unblockable. They're not going to block mm-hmm. them. They're still going to die. Does this deck, does this deck actually wait? Cause like this feels like a deck that would just ramp, like sorry, not ramp. It would um, it would tempo out. It would it would just you just try to like get as many attacks in as quickly as possible because they're not going to have enough things to deal with it. Right? Absolutely, this is a deck where you want to be playing multiple uh, followers every turn and attacking because that I mean that that is this is I typically with this if you're hitting like ten uh, ten mana you're probably in a bad spot. You're probably against like a control deck or some or some mid range deck that has sort of gotten you cornered yeah you want to be attacking because your guys are unblockable so you want to take advantage of that because at the end of the day most of them are only like two attack three attack if you've buffed them then they're obviously much more formidable but yeah you want to be attacking over and over yeah that makes sense to me yeah uh, so yeah, that's Kinko Elusives. That's the first tier S deck. The second tier S deck is Fearsome Rally. So in the very beginning, when the game first came out, uh, Fearsome was the the keyword to beat. It was a pretty, well, Fearsome was the keyword to beat and Shadow Isles was the color to beat. It was a very, uh, it's a very good color with a lot of really good both followers and actually a lot of really good spells, both removal and stuff that buffs your followers. So it just, it kind of did actually have everything. And a lot, and the, the main mechanic, uh, stuff dying and you being rewarded for stuff dying is pretty easy to understand straight up for everybody because mm-hmm. at, as the game plays, that's just going to happen naturally. Um, uh, either whether, either it's if the opponent is attacking your creatures or removing your creatures, or if you're playing a card uh, that... Um, the one that uh, kills your one of your creatures to draw to, uh, I, for, I forget the one that's here. It's actually not in this deck, which I'm kind of surprised. But uh, just stuff like that. You have you have ways to kill your own stuff and be rewarded for it. That's what Shadow Isles was. And now we've sort of transitioned into this deck now, including uh, uh, including Demacia. This is a Shadow Isles and Demacia deck for the card uh, Relentless Pursuit. Relentless Pursuit is a three mana. Uh, Three mana Demacia card that for three at the speed of fast, you gain your attack token back. So basically you're set, you're mm-hmm. uh, unloading a bunch of creatures, you're attacking, and then you're going to potentially rally mm-hmm. and just sort of attack again. Does that, does sorry, does, does that card work on your turn? That card, uh, that card works on both on your turn and not on your turn. Interesting, because so- w- the way I read it, I thought, okay, you can only use this on your opponent's turn, but it's it's good to know. <laughs> yeah, because after, I mean, I'm if you use it during your turn when you still have your attack token, it will still work. It'll just give you an attack oh. token, but you would lose your attack token. You don't get two; it doesn't uh, stack up. I don't, I don't think so. You ha- you have to use it after you attack, obviously. Yes, I mean you have to use but, it after you yeah. attack. Yeah. Uh, the champions that it has are three Elise and three Hecarim. Have you seen any Hecarims in your game? I've seen some Hecarims, not. They're not. I haven't been in a game where they've whatever they're trying to do was actually effective, or it got okay. to that point. Hecarim currently, from what I understand and from what I've been seeing, it's just sort of a general purpose good Shadow Isles champion. Like a six man, he comes in kind of in the mid game, and when he attacks, he gets you another four power on top of his four six and he just like goes wide on his own like he's just like a good like i'm never i'm never upset playing him and he also has overwhelm so he can trample over any sort of random thing they decide to jump uh in front of him but he's he's i've noticed that he throughout all of the shadow isles decks that i've seen he is usually in there him him and elise elise is uh at least there could be reasons not to include elise but uh hecarim i think is more often than not in there uh, any, any comments? No, no. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to envision. Like, it 
it seems like I don't know, I think I, I think at least from the little that I've read about the game, people say like there's not many decks that you can use. Um, okay. Right, like like you said, like this, this meta has been the same for three weeks essentially. There, there's been uh, basically two things that have been uh, like uh, I guess on top, and that's Shadow Isles, the whole like Shadow Isles thing, and Elusives. That's been the two main things currently. And I think there's two possibilities for this. One, um, I th- I I find people who are like in that Masters rank is that they don't tend to be inventors of the wheel. You know what I mean? Like, they make it efficient, but they don't necessarily create the next deck that's going to kind of evolve. Or or really or really try to... I guess, maybe not, because they'll, they'll always do a deck that counters the decks that are already existent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, my hope is, like, especially because I feel like... If, if it's true that Shadow Isles plays a large part, like, a lot of people just run this deck, like, it... Um, it might just it, it might just be a lot of people that aren't willing to experiment with other decks, especially when they're that high ranked. Um, so you, I guess, the time for innovation is kind of hard because whenever innovation happens in a card game, it's someone goes, "I don't care about my rank. I don't care if this is a waste of time. Let me go on a journey and try to find something that works here." That's you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed to, "Oh, this is a cool concept that's kind of working. Let me make it more efficient." Because that's what top pro players tend to do, I guess. Yeah. I think I think I think I can agree with that. I mean, when you're at the top, I mean, don't you want to be playing the stuff that has the highest uh, or the best win percentage, just so you can be number one? I mean, I don't I don't know what the exact. No, no, I I agree, but I, my point is to find something that could be like a to, to actually construct to take the time to construct a deck that might actually completely evolve the meta and shift it away from where it is when there's these decks that you're like winning what sixty percent with, like it just doesn't make sense, right? Mm. like learn like it, it, for a lot of these top players it's much more worth it to to get really good at the version of the decks that you're already using um know the ins and outs and then if there is evolution follow the trend as opposed to try to reinvent it that's fair i think yeah i, I can agree with that uh something in, uh, else that's interesting with this deck and i think this is a result of the uh deny nerf that happened two weeks ago deny went from uh three mana to be now four mana uh so the game as a whole has gotten a little bit can uh, you can you just uh, explain the i guess the text for deny a uh, deny is uh it's basically counter target spell it's the it's oh, an ionian card okay. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, so yeah. It's, it's become four now. Okay. Yeah, it has become four now. So you cannot just use all of your spell mana. You will have to leave one extra mana up. Um, but yeah, it was well, that, a very good card. I mean, that, that makes it actually a lot easier for me because, like, that's a card you can play around now. 100%. Uh, yeah. When it's like three mana, like, almost everybody's sitting at three mana in their magic bank sometimes, you know? Like, that's true. It happens. I, so. <laughs> I think it was a good call. Also, the other problem was that it was in the Ionian color, so it was in the color that had elusives and had a lot of these other tricks and things. So it was mm. just it was it was making the color a bit even more oppressive, and uh, alongside some very minor Ionian card nerfs that that was like that was the big nerf that people were calling for because it is. Is there it, many other cards that counter spells in the game? There actually isn't. Deny is the only one that is like it. Uh, which is which is pretty interesting, and which is why people were a bit uh, a bit miffed by it, I guess. Well, because like I feel I counter spells by killing my own unit before they kill it. That's <laughs> that's true. I but I get, that's actually a pretty good argument to be made for uh, why isn't there a deny in every color? Because I guess like other decks have other. I, I don't think there needs things. to be because I'd actually get bored. You know what I mean? That's like you're, you you start getting. Oh, let me try to be experimental, and it's like no, everybody has a deny, so you can't ever play these cards. You know what I mean? That's like, true. I, um, I sometimes prefer the passive counter as opposed to the direct counter. Is, is what I'm trying to say? Because if you're always direct countering, then it, it just becomes so binary that you're like, do they have a deny or not a deny? And that to me, that's when card games get boring. But mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> I, I also agree. If everybody has a deny, then at that point, you might as well just not be in the game because it's just... I'm yeah. going to deny your deny so I can play this card that I originally wanted to play, you know? Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, since the deny nerf, uh, the game overall has been getting a little bit uh, slower. A lot more times you generally are hitting 10 mana, and that's given rise to some karma decks, which uh, or decks that interact with the enlightened mechanic. The enlightened mechanic being the uh, if you are at 10 mana or if the game is at 10 mana, then you get some sort of beneficial effect. But another thing that is enabled is the card, the harrowing, to be played uh, in Shadow Isles. The harrowing is a Shadow Isles slow spell that when you cast it, revive the six strongest units that died this game and grant them ephemeral. So for 10 mana... How many... Okay, someone used that against me today. So. You have? Okay. I think it's a very... It's a pretty interesting card. I like it. It wasn't before this recent patch. I don't think I've actually seen it like played a lot. I think now it's this is like the time to shine because it, it's the late game... Like it, it's, the, it's the Shadow Isles uh, main late game thing because at the end of the game you've played all of your sort of early game like little spiders and all stuff like that and then you can just throw that down and you get like you know two hecarims and uh you know, something i don't know like a rekindler a radiant guardian just yeah i i think the one thing that i've actually really enjoyed about this game is that it tends not to go in the realm of like having these crazy otk finisher type decks mm. um like most games you play are much more back and forth that's um, true. i agree and with that. so and i think maybe that's why the game has kind of sucked me in more and more is because every time i play it's usually like back and forth back and forth small decisions and by the end you win the game by making the right decisions over the course of the game and not necessarily oh, it's 10 mana, let me just throw this card down and now win the game, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or completely shift the tide of battle. Not that those cards are bad, but I I personally am kind of tired of card games that just go, you know, like, you've played, you've, you've had a, ter- well, you've played, like, terribly for most of the game, or, like, even if you have a brick, you know, like, your, your hand is just awful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like you haven't done anything all game, and let me just throw this ten mana down and hope for the best, you know. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like you, you do need to have units die for that to happen, but they kind of die naturally anyway. So that's true. I, I do. I, I think I agree with you in terms of the pace. Uh, I don't know if this is the same thing that you were getting at, but one problem I have with uh, sometimes in Magic is where there's uh, both sides can get to a point where they're just playing stuff and they're not attacking. They're just sort of like scared to be like the first person to attack. And that, that doesn't just, happen in this game. It doesn't. Think. Everybody's always like combating. I think that might be because everything has, uh, I guess, functional haste. Everything can attack the turn that it's played. So mm. there's more, a little bit more incentive to, to, to get in it. And there's like a lot of, uh, there's actually a lot of reason to have attacking be the first thing that you do when the attacker moves yeah. to your side before they can play a creature to, or another blocker or something like that. So that's especially if you attacking enables something else to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Like Ellie's or whatever, you know, like if, so, if you don't see that there's a blocker, you're like, well, let me attack now so I can get this spider in the game without threatening my Ellie's, right? Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's fearsome rally. Uh, pretty pretty good deck. Yeah, I guess the other that's the so those are the two tier S decks currently. Uh, yeah, so one in, one is centered around the f- keyword fearsome, and the other one centered around the keyword elusive. Two keywords that are uh, deal with basically being able to uh, go through without being blocked because that I think that that's just I mean that's a good I guess fundamental as like a as a set one thing that's what you want you want stuff to be like on the fundamental level and interacting with the fundamentals which currently the fundamentals are like attacking and stuff like that so listen beyond this is a very good first set yeah like, you, you think so i think so and i i'm starting to think so more because i think not everyone hasn't tapped the possibilities within the set mm-hmm. um and that just might be the nature of the game because i think the games tend to be shorter which which means that I think I think people are not doing things as interesting. But the reason I think it's a really good first set is because I'm not just sitting there going, um, like if, there's enough keywords that keeps it interesting, but there's nothing that goes that makes me go, oh, this whole game is dominated by this. Which I guess like I guess this elusive deck if you if you're talking about mm-hmm. right, um, that could be a deck where people are like, okay, like I'm tired of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's 
I don't know. I'm really enjoying the game so far, and I feel like there's so much more to experiment with. Um, and I think if I can keep that, I'm going to enjoy the game. But like, I don't know anyone who would go into this game and be like, oh, I want more right now, especially as they're getting into it, right? That's true. I think there's, I think, yeah, all of the regions provide like enough diversity within themselves that like, and also this, this could be helped by the fact that uh, you do acquire cards fairly slowly. So you can't really burn yourself out on just trying everything. No, it's almost better. It's almost better because, because I think another big thing is like, especially if you're, I mean, um, if, if in other games, you'll just like buy a whole, you'll either wait to see what people are doing mm-hmm. or like, let's just say you get the whole set right away. You know what I mean? You open like 50, 60 packs, uh, let's just say in Hearthstone and then you get the whole set and it's like, how do I even begin to start experimenting with this? If there's 190 cards and I don't like, I don't even have a base, you know what I mean? Like in, in mm. some ways, the nature of this game where I'm kind of like slowly expanding my deck makes every time I build a deck, like give me a little more options, but give me like a core fundamental of like what I feel I need in a deck. So it, 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 yeah, they say uh, creativity. Sometimes, sometimes you need to box in creativity for it to like flourish. And and I feel like it does that very well. Yeah. Restriction breeds creativity. I don't know if that's the exact saying, but yeah, I completely agree. It's that you have to, it's inevitable that you have to play with bad cards and it's inevitable that you have to evaluate the bad cards that you have, like, uh, and which ones to put in, which, yeah, which that's actually pretty cool. I, I mean, that, that probably wasn't in, uh, probably was intended, but I'm curious. No, I mean, <laughs> first sets, uh, First sets are usually okay. I think for most card games, first sets are usually okay because that's the thing that like everybody or the developers have been like developing for the longest amount of times. I think second sets is where a game can you it can make a make or break a card game. You you, you'll either try to get too experimental and it breaks the fundamentals of the first set mm-hmm. or you don't do enough and then people are like, well, you might as well just let the first set because there's nothing new here, you know? Well, I think what's even trickier is the the fact that well, in a traditional in a paper card game, the next the the set that's coming out has to have a reason for people to purchase it. It has to have cards that are uh, objectively better, like in terms of the, the, the concept creep, yeah. of power creep. So I'm curious to see how they are they going to actually because it's hard to make like another set that all of the cards mesh perfectly with like set one and they're all still at the same level of like balance like it's i think it's inevitable that they have to make it a little bit a little bit better yeah um i guess with the model that they're pursuing though because like essentially you're not they're hoping to get people to buy like skins and you know what i mean like true yeah they they um, did they did confirm that wild cards. Uh, so if you're like stocking up wild cards right now, you will be able to use these wild cards on the next set. That that is that is confirmed. That's good. Well, in the, I think I think the point is, I guess, with the model that they're using currently, I'm kind of just thinking like, is is there is there a reason to have power creep already start so early in the game? Because um, like introducing new keywords could be nice. Mm-hmm um playing around with different effects that like cards do now because here's another thing that i need to think about is like aside from the magic cards there are there any cards that don't use a keyword but have like a range of uh, stuff it does you know what i mean because i think most cards like they're the keyword is the special thing it does as opposed to um Uh there's an Ionian, I don't know if this is the same thing you were talking about. There's an Ionian card that when you play it, it you can have it enter as either a 5-2 or a 2-5. Okay, but that, yeah, that's, that's yeah, okay. So that's a, that's a, that's an effect in, in theory, right? Because it's yeah, like, yeah. it's giving you this choice. So that that's almost a new mechanic within itself. Like like, And that could be, the, well, that is the discovered keyword in some sense, right? That's true, yeah. Um, from, from Hearthstone. But yeah. Um, my point is, I, I think there's a lot more that you can do, kind of create keywords or just just have cards that do interesting things like that, even if it's not a keyword, um, and still have people excited for the set without necessarily increasing the stats. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, cur- I mean, currently the game isn't even uh, out officially. We're still in the beta. The game is officially out when uh, mobile releases. So I, I'm not sure how much time. And I'm also curious to see what their... Um, 
how how often a year like a new set comes out i think that's also like a, you don't want to like fatigue the players uh when mm -hmm. it comes to like a new set release but yeah i guess that's something that we'll have to keep track of uh so yeah those are the two top tier decks and then just to quickly go through i guess i'll go through the next three um the next tier a deck uh lux control so this is the first control deck that we've seen uh, this one is a Demacia Ionian deck that uses Karma and Lux to basically basically stall the game out and then uh, get spells. yeah get a lot of effects with stuff like Karma, uh, Lux's ability. Uh, so you could get her laser. I forget what it's called. That's kind of embarrassing. What's that? What is Lux's laser? Final Spark, Final Spark, yeah. Uh, deal four to an enemy unit, and that has Fleeting. And then Karma's Enlightened Effect, obviously, uh, when, or when she levels up. And if you're Enlightened, you can... Uh, uh, every spell that you cast gets cast twice. So this deck, uh, for that reason specifically, has only eight followers and 26 spells. Uh, and it's a lot of just a lot of really good removal, like single combat, uh, mm -hmm. judgment, remembrance. Is there any heal, healing in the deck? Uh, it has two health potions, which is a one mana burst spell that heals any target three. And I think that one's in there. That one's not usually, you don't see that in a deck, but because this is a deck uh, that has karma and because you, spells. yeah, hmm. because you want to have karma and Lux up to get their abilities off that that's why health potion is there. Um, it has two purifies, which I think is a really interesting card because that one's only come up or to me that's this is like recently and that's actually been, I guess, like three weeks now, but purify is a two mana burst. Uh, Demacian card that says remove all text and keywords from a follower. What, what do you think of that card? I've seen it. It's not... It's good, I guess, the one time you get stunned. <laughs> that's true, but... Uh, but think about it like using on something like Hecarim. Like that's oh no, sorry, it says follower. You can't use it on something follower. Um, the well, the, but doesn't it, remo it removes your own text though as well, right? So wouldn't it just make it a playing card? Uh, yeah, but any you can use it on an opponent's cards as well. Oh, okay. Well, if you can use it yeah. on an opponent's card, then it um, then that's a little different because then it's just there is a card that you could only use here on your own card though, right? I believe I, I I don't know I wouldn't know it. I might be wrong. Maybe I've just never never used purify the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, if you can use it on opponents, that's, that makes sense. It's just, that's just a, it's a disable in some ways, right? Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That'll always be effective because it just like don't do the things that you're planning to do. You know. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, it's a very good tech card. Um, I guess karma being able to cast it twice doesn't really. Actually, I don't remember if Karma if the card Were they cast on the same target or yeah, I don't remember. I don't. I've actually haven't played with Karma. See, this is the other thing. I don't have. I just don't have enough champion wild cards. I want to play all of these cool decks, all of these, but I just I I don't want to pony up the cash and I don't have the champion wild cards. But I hope one day to play and I hope one day to give you the answer to that question. Flash. But... I do have Karma and Lux, by the way. So oh, okay, all right. Well, there you go. You could potentially have. The, I could make that deck. The startings of back. a uh, of a control deck. Uh, just to move along, the next deck is Barrier. So you were talking about. Uh, we were talking about alternate win conditions before. Have you ever played against the card Fiora? Uh, no, I don't think so. So Fiora is a three mana champion uh, that starts at two two, and when she kills two uh when she kills two enemies she levels up and then once you kill two more enemies with fiora with that same fiora you win the game uh say that again <laughs> so she is what? A, so she's okay so she's a three mana two two uh champion she has challenger uh, you're familiar with the challenger keyword the one that you can pull yeah, in yeah. to you uh, oh, sorry. She's actually a three mana, three, three. Um, then when she kills two enemies, she levels up and she turns into a four, four with challenger. Um, and then when she's killed four enemies and survived, you win the game. You only need to kill a total of four enemies with a Fiora. Uh, I know I said the same Fiora earlier, level but I actually two, mean that a, level, just the Fiora. The leveled up Fiora or? Uh, no. If, kill if, if that same card. Four total. Yeah. Four total throughout the game. Is there, does Fiora have heal at all? She does not. She does not have regeneration. So okay, so you'd have to buff somehow. But that feels like a 
it punished decks that wants to throw a lot of small millions, small minions out. Yes, uh, that is the primary purpose. It's it's very hard. It's tricky to uh, attack into her, and it's also even if you aren't attacking into her, her having challengers, she will pull stuff in towards you. Like um, in some ways, this Lux deck I could see stomping all over it because you just wouldn't play minions. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, absolutely true. And also yeah. that Lux deck has uh, removal, which I mean, Fiora is not immune to removal on her own. So it's completely, it's totally possible. Uh, Fiora's uh, associated card or the card that if you have a Fiora in play, uh, any Fioras in your hand will turn into is Fiora's re- Reposte? Reposte? Okay. Do you, do you know that word? I've always seen it uh, written. I've never heard it. Is it a French word? I think so. Reposte. Okay, well, regardless, uh, Fiora's Riposte, it's a form. Oh, okay. It's uh, Riposte in fencing is an offensive action with intent of hitting one's opponent. But made that... by the fencer, who has just parried an attack. Is that how you pronounce it, though? Uh... <laughs> That's Because it doesn't sound... It sounds like one of those things that you're just sounding out the letters. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I did the uh, Google like sound thing for it. Mm-hmm. It's literally repost. <laughs> repost. Okay, repost. All right, let me go learn. I, now I finally know how to say that. I've only, I've only That's the English way to say it. It's repost. probably a different language, but... Probably. I yeah. So. Uh, Fiora's repost. Um, the effect is give an ally plus three plus O and barrier this round. Barrier being the effect that negates the next damage that the unit would take, and it lasts one round. So this is actually a big uh, part of any deck that includes Fiora, is having a lot of effects that give it barrier so stuff obviously like prismatic barrier a three mana burst spell that gives an ally barrier this round stuff that will negate the next instance of damage um Mm -hmm. in this deck uh, something that she's paired up with and something that she's actually often been paired up with anytime that fiora has been played is shen uh a four mana two five champion that has the support keyword give my supported ally barrier so if he is mm. to the left of a Fiora that is attacking, he will give her barrier and she can essentially attack for free, assuming that she doesn't get hit mm-hmm. by any sorts of damage beforehand, which most of them too will. Um, so this is a tier A deck. This is actually a very good deck for the for the exact reasons that you listed. A lot of people are currently in this aggro meta, uh, people do like to just, you know, put a bunch of creatures onto the board, not necessarily have the uh, tools or the combat tricks to, to fix it, but... Yeah, it falls to the. I mean, it, it's a. I guess it's a. It's a combo deck. You could sort of call it a combo deck. She. Uh, this deck in particular is paired with a lot of good Demacian units. Uh, Softwing Lancer, Radiant Guardian, uh, Fleet Feather Tracker. Just a lot of good value. Like Demacia is is. Uh, I mean, they're the, they're the soldier color, so they have a lot of good soldiers. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of good well-statted units with usually some good keywords. Barriers are pretty good keyword to have. Uh, but yeah, so that that's the closest. I think that's the only card in the first set that actually has a, if you do this, you win, like an alternate win condition mm-hmm. on the card itself. But uh, so you haven't, you haven't seen a Fiora at all. I think I saw a Fiora once, but I, yeah. I either lost the game or won the game before that even played a role. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Fiora. I'm sure we won't see the last of her. Uh, very fun, very fun deck. I, I played that back in the alpha uh, before the set reset. And yeah, it was just a good time. Um, and then the next one this is the last one, Spooky Karma. Now this is, it goes back to the earlier thing that we were talking about. The game's lasting longer, so Karma is now much more uh, viable. Um, this is just, this is a Shadow Isles Ionian deck uh, with a pretty, the, the primary keyword that is used here is uh, Ephemeral. You have a lot of stuff dying. Um, if Karma dies, you use the Rekindler to bring her back. The Rekindler is a follower, a six mana follower that when he comes into play, he revives, uh, I think, the highest health champion or the last champion that's died this game. Uh, the strongest ally champion, the strongest ally mm-hmm. champion. There you go. Um, one of the interesting, more interesting cards, and I'm curious to see if you've seen this before, is a card called Deathmark. It's an Ionian three mana fast spell that removes Ephemeral from an ally to grant it to an enemy. No, I, I haven't seen that card. It is a very, very good card because you have cards in this deck like Deep Water Scourge, which is a three mana five five with uh, Lifelink, or uh, I forget what this game's uh, version of Lifelink is called. Uh, the one that gains you life when you hit with it, but it has Ephemeral on it, so it's a three mana five five with Ephemeral. Yes, I think it's that gains you life. Yes, 
not, not your 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 uh, nexus or your your yeah when you hit the nexus it gains life what is that mechanic called oh the, i think it's just lifesteal right as a lifesteal okay uh but yeah so it's a three mana five five with lifesteal it has a pheromel so that's the trade-off you know you attack once with it and done but if you have something like death mark you all of a sudden you put the death mark on one of oh is units. it the five five did you say yeah. it was five five yeah it's a five, okay five, no no five, five, this five, card five. this card i'm i'm familiar with yes it is lifesteal Cool. Um, so yeah, you could essentially change it into, oh, this card is now just a card I can use. Yeah, three mana, five five. That's just there. Uh, then it has its top end stuff like Ruination, which is a nine mana slow spell that kills all the units in case the board gets a little bit too scared for you. And mm. then you bring all of your stuff back with the Harrowing, which makes a return in this deck. Uh, so yeah, it's just <laughs> a general mid range sort of killing your opponent stuff. You get uh, your stuff to be bigger, you know, and then yeah, just like a general purpose value control deck um i it's it says here under general info that it is a difficult to pilot uh and actually i'll just read the rest of the description this deck i disagree is... no decks in this game are difficult to pirate oh okay that is a hot you're take. all just that bad. is certainly a hot <laughs> take. You have, you have not played any control decks yet my friend i'm excited no no no, no i i no i i i uh, i'm obviously i'm joking but um it's uh it's interesting because i've at least, yeah, I, I don't think I, I've gone to a point where a control deck would would vary. Like, I wonder if I'd play it and my skills from other games would translate well, mm-hmm. or they wouldn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm curious about that. Like, would I have to be a turn ahead because of the way attacking works? I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that I'm inexperienced. But it's, uh, it's still a big wide world <laughs> for you. So you're telling me I should come back next week only playing control decks. I think I you should try control deck. Control deck's actually very interesting because I I was playing aggro for, uh, I mean, basically three weeks in a row just because that those were the decks that I'm building. And then I switched to control deck and I was like, hey, this is actually, this is, makes me think about all the cards sort of differently. Uh, mm-hmm. be- I think control in this game is mostly playing, not necessarily reacting to what's played, but uh, anticipating stuff that's going to mm-hmm. be played and saving spells for that kind of thing uh but yeah it's it's definitely yeah it's it's a different um experience i think there's an ezreal deck that was also that's not represented on this list but there's an ezreal oh deck. The, is that the one that just like keeps hitting you by two all the time yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I played against a deck like that um that deck was funny because it reminded me of a hearthstone deck that where you just like uh like speed well i i don't know if you ever heard of it but it's like this priest deck that you just like hit two all the time Whenever um, you cast a spell, oh, um, the shadow form of a uh, priest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they yeah. had this thing that, like, you would every time you played a spell, so you did a whole bunch of low cost spells, and you just like play all these things. But if you can get those low cost spells to be zero, uh, your hero powered refresh, and you just keep hitting two mm-hmm. over and over again. And so essentially, what would happen is that it actually became well, APM priest was a joke because like yeah. <laughs> you actually could run out of time before you won the game because you only had so much time per turn. Yeah. which is kind of funny anyway so that it just makes me that deck kind of makes me think of it because it feels like you're doing a lot of two damage stuff um Actually, not that you'd ever run out of time though because the way that like the the rounds flip the attacking and defending but you're always flipping from who's mm-hmm. doing what so i guess little sidebar have you ever felt that you had enough time do you feel like you're ever running out of time in this game yeah have you ever like gotten the clock and you're like i like, i need i want more time to think or anything like that um there's been maybe one moment but not really no okay that's fair i also just i i also haven't i, th- I think it's a good amount of time too but it, it can be annoying when when the opponent is deciding to spend an extra amount of time to think uh no but, but i like it doesn't seem it seems reasonable to me so far like i i don't i don't think there's so many complex calculations and they do a lot of stuff like the eye on the left like the blue eye where you can actually see what happens have you, have you do you use that a lot I've never used it. I, 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 I use it quite a bit either. for combat math for the aggro decks that I've been playing. It's a light because it's I, I I mean I do it in my head. Obviously, I do the math in my head as I'm doing it because I want to double check play. It, yeah. But yeah, you can at the end of everything you sort of mouse over it and you're like, okay, I'm I'm not there. Wasn't any brain fart moments there, so it's it's reassuring. Uh, so yeah, yeah, like I think that they have a little a bunch of small tools that like makes you be able to think faster because you're not. In theory, you're doing less calculations, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, completely agree. And it's good for, uh, I guess, like getting it to someone that's like brand new to card games that doesn't have, uh, I guess, the quick math built up in their head. It's it's a good thing as well. I think it's almost, I don't even know if they'd use it though. Because like they might look at that and be like, this is too much. 
<laughs> this is too much. There's too much math happening in front of me that I can't comprehend. I'd rather get it wrong and just like see what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, but that was Spooky Karma, and that was the top five uh, decks. The decks that come after uh, Heimer Control, as oh, I guess there's Ezreal Control right there, Spider Aggro. Uh, but basically, the whole point with all of these tier A decks, or the last three decks that I mentioned, is they're all sort of on the same level, but they're all a little bit under the Elusives and the Fearsome Rally decks. But again, this is just the meta as it's represented in, uh, I guess, High Masters tier. These are still good decks. It's not like they're, you know, by any means bad or not representative of what the meta actually is but we don't have stats to back this up this isn't stuff that's backed up with stats i think as tournaments more tournaments come out we can actually start to develop a uh i guess something that's considered objectively uh the meta but for the most part right now as you can see aggro tops the list and it's not aggro uh in its like purest sense it's aggro with some tools uh removal tools because removal is important in this game uh but yeah at the end of the day it is still primarily aggro so i that's a good i think that's a good that's that's i don't mind the game being like that do you want do you like your games to be uh like more control based or more aggro based or in between where do you where do you like your card games to be i kind of like the back and forth tempo games honestly especially at this point in in how i'm playing uh, because i kind of get tired of like i work so hard to build this up this percent one card that just kind of completely shatters what i'm doing Completely so, fair. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't mind control, but I, I don't want it to be like like I get tired if all the decks are starting being like, oh, okay, so I guess I just lose because it's a complete control deck and I'm playing an aggro deck, you know, like mm-hmm. that's totally fair. Yeah. <laughs> it seems uh, most decks are mixed up right now and that kind of or at least they have elements of other stuff, so it's not just completely over if you're countered per se. Like the control what the what the, the good old uh aggro mid-range control and then you play rock paper scissors you know like i want to yeah, avoid that as much as possible the trinity yeah 100 percent. um so yeah that was the meta uh, i think if we do this segment every time it won't take quite as long because i probably won't uh i don't think these decks are going anywhere so next week just, I'll probably just give us back. updates on like stuff that moved as yeah to stuff that moved everything. and if something like crazy news showed up but yeah, I just sort yeah, of, yeah. yeah. This is also an introduction for you, Flash, just so you, I guess, can know what to expect. Because, yeah, that's actually cool that a lot of these cards, and all these cards that I've see, personally seen in pretty much every game, you haven't even seen once. So you've got, like, a whole wide world more to experience. It, yeah, it, honestly, like, I thought you were, like, give me stuff where I'm like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to build everything around this. But none of these concepts, like, excite me from a deck-building perspective as much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like I, I, my takeaway was like maybe I'll try a control deck, but I'm not gonna necessarily try the Lux Karma. There's a lot of different deck. flavors of control decks, thankfully. So you got you got plenty of. Op- I didn't even mention Heimerdinger, which is another terrific control. I think I played against one of those the stupid turrets. Yeah, um, whenever you cast a spell, he makes a turret that's equal to the mana cost of the spell. It that but you know what that that deck doesn't necessarily feel like a control deck. I guess um, I guess that's true because you're playing. I mean, I I always found it like super unfair because I don't know in my head a control decks like spell 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 and then they win. But Heimer's like spell plus value spell plus value like on the board and it's like well he's he's a better aggro player. It's a weird in between. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's the meta. That's the meta as it is. Uh, I guess all we have really really have time for left is any any recent card game, different card game stuff. Have you been playing? Have you playing uh, Underlords? Underlords season one came out. Uh, last no, week. no, I've not been playing Underlords at all. Actually, um, have you have you ever gotten into Auto Chess? No, no. Okay. I, I watched people play that game. I never played it myself. So would you? Would it surprise you to know that it actually is uh, a deck builder? like hidden it is a deck building card game hidden have you ever heard that it it would not surprise me but i'm not about like i i'm enjoying this game right now and i don't think i'll be i'm currently only playing this card game like the only card game i'm really playing so okay i don't think i'll be uh experimenting with any other games currently awesome oh well, that's good that means that means you're I, I i hope at least you're you're enjoying the game i know we have a yeah i know i am enjoying it actually okay. and I, I am i'm hoping i'm hoping for the mobile release because that, that'll be like i want to replace the hearthstone app with mm-hmm. yeah i'm also um, like but so you could also, continue. 
uh no no i just want to replace it because it's like i don't really want to be playing hearthstone and this game is enticing me but i i do find it like Whenever I'm on a computer, I want to play a game that's like more meant for the. I mean, especially with the Rocket League podcast, like I'm usually playing Rocket yeah. League, right? So, True. it's it's just like I want a game where I can just be like you know like ten minutes play 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 a game or two or whatever and move on, or or be able to honestly honestly the ability to like if my computer's off to just like lie down in bed and play it like that'd be great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, speaking of moving on, uh, as usual, thanks for listening. If you want to help the show out, you know, tell a friend, leave a review on iTunes. That actually does help out a lot. Uh, if you, I, the aforementioned Rocket League, if you like that, Flash has another, what, like two other podcasts. There's no crossover. I guarantee. Okay. There's maybe one person that's a crossover. That's it. So uh, while I appreciate it, um, <laughs> if you are a card game enthusiast then then just just tell someone about the show <laughs> this it. show not the <laughs> awesome uh any any final words of wisdom any final haikus anything like that uh yeah um don't be bland and make some of your own decks and have fun with the game sometimes that's all i gotta say awesome great advice i can get behind that all right well thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week bye bye